Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So almost comical to watch a uh, CNN contributor with ties to the Democrat Party give up the whole gig uh, inadvertently, saying the quiet part out loud while thinking he's attacking the GOP. I'll, I'll explain what I mean in a minute, especially on this, <laughs> this censorship thing. It's, it's classic. I've got a, a, a video, not the video you've seen from, uh, from the Juicy Smollier trial, but uh, in a bit of comic relief, it's been a tough few weeks. Another video I don't think you've seen. That's hilarious. But I got important news in the beginning, an update on this ongoing tragedy in, uh, in Ukraine. A, a lot going on. And also breaking news, uh, Margot Cleveland, Fool Nelson, and others did some great work on, remember the DNC hack by the Russians? Oh, some news on that coming up too. Let's get right to it. That DNC hack story, don't go anywhere. Gee, don't let me stop the show without talking about that story today. It's a huge eye-opener. Confirms something we've been telling you and others for a long time. Is it DNC hacked by the Russians? <laughs> With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate mega stores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com slash security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Kind of weird, right? All right, Joe, it's Friday, so let's do it, Daniel. It's Friday! Yeah! Mm. Yes, sir. Yeah, you extend that one a little I bit. I did extend that. Uh, take that a was- sip. I know. <laughs> you saw me taking a sip from the yeah. Let's Go Brandon mug. We don't need the cowbell. Someone sent me this. We got the mug, too. So uh, LGB, baby. So uh, let's get to some serious stuff uh, first here, very serious stuff. Um, this ongoing tragic war, civilians now being uh, almost indiscriminately targeted by Russia. Russia claims otherwise, but I believe nothing coming out of this international terrorist mouth, Vladimir Putin, now appears to be expanding to Western Ukraine, folks. Remember, the war was largely limited to uh, the area east of the river in Ukraine, which borders Russia. Um, That's not the case, as you can see with this uh, Washington Examiner story by Viktor Nava. Three Ukrainian cities rocked by Russian airstrikes for the first time. Now, without getting too deep into the details, I'll cover it on my Fox show tomorrow, too. Uh, The western border of Ukraine, Poland borders western Ukraine. Eastern Ukraine is bordered by Russia. North is Belarus, right? Remember the Polish MiG story? The Poles wanted to give MiGs to the the Ukrainians, Russian MiGs, fighter jets, to fight against Ukrainians. And there was this whole big... Uh, a big, big uh, hullabaloo that uh, Joe Biden couldn't make a decision on it. So basically nixed the whole thing. So now, and this will be one of the questions later, why didn't the Poles give the MiGs just directly to Ukraine? Why did they want to give them to the Germans first to give them? Well, they wanted NATO to be a part of it. That's why in the United States through Ramstein Air Base, because the Poles didn't want to be left out there alone. Now, do you see why with this bombing is starting to make sense now? The polls are like, hey, this this war is creeping west and west and west and west. This is getting close to our border. Are we next? The polls have an interest in bringing us into this thing, too. They don't want to be left there alone. You get my point? They don't want to be seen as giving fighter jets to the Ukrainians to fight the Russians. And then the Russians single out the polls and go for them next. Right. Now, do you see why the bombing campaign and the missile campaigns and the strikes are moving west and west and west? If it crosses into Poland, ladies and gentlemen, we have a whole new situation on our hands. 
This is why we need strength and efforts to de-escalate and turn this temperature down. Not at the expense of weakness. But this could get really ugly really fast. And these bombings in these areas for the first time in the West prove that. Listen, um, uh, one other quick note on this, too. I have zero doubt that the Russians are not ready for the urban warfare that's going to be required to take Kiev. They're not. It is desperation time for the Russians now. That's what worries me. And that's why it requires sound, reasonable, rational analysis and not lunatic kooky media hysteria and charges of Russia disinformation. I want the facts. I want to know what Russia is prepared for and what they're not and what Russia may do if things get desperate. I bring up the urban warfare angle as they move the war further west in Ukraine towards the Polish border because they're going to have a really difficult time occupying Kiev. There is a, a Ukrainian sniper out of just about every third window. The Russians are going to take massive losses if they try to occupy Kiev. I'm telling you, it is going to be urban guerrilla warfare, and the Russians are not ready for it. It is desperation time now for them. Why do I bring all this up? Because it worries me that the Russians may then try a chemical biological attack, which would be a horror of unspeakable proportions. And yes, they may, in fact, try to blame it on the Ukrainians due to all the misinformation about the Ukrainian biolabs. The misinformation coming from our side, too. Why are we giving the Russian propagandist terrorist regime ammunition for an information war? Why are we doing that? Why are we giving the Chinese Communist Party information for a chemical biological attack information war. Why couldn't we just tell the truth? Why did we have to do this again? This constant commitment to obfuscation and lies, which makes people believe, my gosh, are other foreign governments telling the truth why our government's lying to us? That's why I'm so focused on this story. It's not just about Ukraine, Russia, biolabs, not biolabs. Bioweapons, not bioweapons. It's about the fact that because our government and the media and these losers here consistently lie to us, common sense questions get lost in the fog like Tucker asks right here. This segment's a little lengthy. It's about a minute and 30 seconds, which for our purposes is a little long. But it's worth your time. He asks a pretty simple question. Now I'm going to tie it all together. For me, from my perspective, and I'll get to him. If the Russians get desperate and get bogged down in urban warfare and start taking massive losses and Putin starts taking a real hit here, he's going to get desperate. If he gets desperate, does he unleash a chemical biological attack? And if he does unleash a chemical and biological attack, does he get some of that stuff from locations inside Ukraine? Because we didn't ask the questions in advance like, why were there still these labs operating in Ukraine when Putin was amassed on the border, Joe? Why didn't we shut that down? Kind of an idea, right? Yeah. Here's Tucker asking the exact same question last night. Check this out. Last night, we told you that the Biden administration is funding a number of secretive biolabs in Ukraine, labs that are conducting experiments on highly dangerous pathogens. Now, that's not a story, as we told you, that we wanted to do. In fact, we didn't think it could be true. It's so over the top and bizarre. And in any case, the administration had repeatedly and very aggressively denied that they were doing anything like this. 
And then they attacked anyone who asked questions about it as a tool of Russia. We foolishly assumed that in this one instance, they might be telling the truth. And then out of nowhere, the Biden official in charge of Ukraine confirmed the story. Toria Newland, the undersecretary of state, casually mentioned in a Senate hearing on Tuesday that actually, yes, the Biden administration does fund a series of bio labs in Ukraine. And whatever is in these labs is so dangerous that she is deeply concerned these materials will fall into the hands of the Russian military. Now, that struck us as a shocking development. Once again, not for the first time, what had seemed like a nutty conspiracy theory turned out to be true. Toria Newland's testimony raised at least two immediate questions. What exactly are these labs doing with our money and in our name? And why didn't the Biden administration secure the contents of these labs before the Russians invaded? So far, we haven't received any answer at all to the second question. We think we're the only ones who've even asked it. Whoever decided to leave deadly biological material sitting in Ukraine as Russian troops massed on the border has not yet been identified. Why are we involved with these labs? There may be a perfectly innocent explanation that if it makes sense, I'm perfectly willing to accept. Number one, still haven't gotten a really straight answer on that. And second, an even more important question, which we've gotten almost no answer at all, is um, we had Vladimir Putin amassing 100,000 plus troops, infantry and artillery on the western border of, uh, border of Russia, eastern border of Ukraine. We've known about this for months now, and yet these labs were still up and running to the point now that Ukraine's been invaded. Now we're really concerned about it. What, 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 why is that? What, why is that? We're not allowed to ask these questions. It's not like, again, we just went through a global pandemic with COVID. It's not like that just happened, where we were told to not ask questions about that either. Now it came from a pangolin, a pangolin on a pot, conspiracy theory. Remember that? Remember that whole thing? Ask questions. You're entitled to ask questions. You're a free human being. You can love your country and question your government at the same time. Those are not at odds with each other. Matter of fact, I would make the case to you strongly that a passionate love for a country requires you to question your government at all times. Ladies and gentlemen, censorship and lies. What's happened to us is we ask questions about this biolab. And as we ask questions about bioweapons, and as we ask questions about Wuhan and Russia and propaganda and everything else, the censorship of us and the lies about us and the lies about labs and other things promote doubt. Doubt promotes confusion. Confusion promotes chaos. Our enemies worship chaos. They've known all along that the only way to destroy us is from within. And the best way to destroy us from within is to promote an information chaos environment where American citizens feel like their government is lying to them all the time. And in the absence of truth, propagandists around the world feel like they can fill that truth hole with misinformation and disinformation, causing a cancerous chaos from within. How do you not see this on the left? How do you not see this? One of the greatest acts of love for your country is to question the people that run it and to have them respect the questioning because they realize they govern by consent of the governed. How do you not see this? What's going on right here? How do you not see how the Democrats' promotion endlessly, the liberal media and the activist community on the left of censorship and lying and personal attacks against people who ask questions are contributing 
to the very destruction of the United States, Putin and people like Xi want. Here's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Jim Shudo from CNN, who has got deep ties to the Democrat Party, inadvertently says the quiet part out loud, but doesn't understand what he's saying. He tweeted out his verified account yesterday. Americans who dismissed or encouraged Russian interference in the 2016 election should explain why they're now tough on Russia on Ukraine. The two acts are part of the same Putin plan to undermine rule of law uh, and the West. Aggression that goes back at least to Georgia in 2008. This guy totally, completely misses the point. With dismissed or encouraged Russian interference, Jim, the Russian interference you speak of was conducted by the Democrats who claim they had Russian sources <laughs> claiming Donald Trump stole the election, which created distrust and chaos. Can you, push your key? Can you throw that tweet up it's one more time? Sorry, I know it's on my prompt, but just for the audience. Do you want, folks, are we missing this? <laughs> Americans who dismissed or encouraged Russian interference. The Russian interference in the election was the Democrats claiming literally that Russian sources told them falsely that Donald Trump stole the election, which sowed domestic chaos. I am Mr. Is he McAdams. missing this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. That was good. I was supposed to say that. So I was just let it happen. But that was good. Very good. Patel perfectly done. So just to be clear here, the Soviet apologist, socialist, anti-energy, anti-national defense, anti-military, shut down Russian relations under Trump to promote a PP hoax, censorship party, is now telling us we're in Russia's back pocket for asking questions about what's happening in domestic policy that may have contributed to Russians being able to create a dangerous situation in Ukraine with biolabs. These people are despicable. They are despicable. It's peepee hoaxers like Jim Shudo who shut down Russian relations in the Trump administration for four freaking years because they insisted on telling America there was a peepee tape. I'm going to do a segment a little bit later in the show. It's important. How it's people like Shudo and the left who did Putin's bidding by promoting discord and chaos at home through false fake narratives about elections and Trump. It's people like him who contribute to this information truth black hole filled by the craziest cast of characters because nobody trusts the people who are supposed to be the not crazy cast of characters, the media and fact checkers. They're literally supposed to report the facts. Checkers, media. And by the way, Jim Shudo lecturing us about love for America as we try to defend this place against a possible bio attack and we try to call out Russian propaganda. Jim Shudo lecturing us. Isn't he from the same party that when polled said this? Look at this Wall Street Journal story. This is real, not a joke. This is not a Babylon Bee. This is a real story. Headline, most Democrats say they'd flee not fight a Ukraine-style invasion here in the United States. Here's the pollster question, in case you think I'm making any of this up. What would you do if you were in the same position as the Ukrainians are now? 
but you stay and fight or leave the country. Talking about us in the United States. Shockingly, more than half of Democrats, 52% said they would cut and run. That's not shocking at all, by the way, if the United States homeland were invaded. That's not shocking at all, not even a little bit. We aren't talking about women and children or even some cadre of pacifists and conscientious objectors. This is most Democrats saying they'd rather leave America than defend it. Only a pathetic 40% said they'd stick around. He's right. Joe, he's right. There's that, uh, there's that polling effect where mm-hmm. you want to pretend you know, you're better. He's right. It's, the number's probably closer to 80 who yeah. would cut and run. Now, from guys like me and Joe who had you know, family members in harm's way and my family that lost you know, lost a family member and changed everything forever. Yep. You're going to trust these cowards? You're going to trust these cowards and the Jim Shudos of the world. You're going to trust them to guide you on what the appropriate response to a potential scandalous story about biolabs and propaganda is. You're going to trust them? The cut and run crowd? Real heroes here. I'm going to take a hard pass on that. Here's why we ask questions, folks, and why the Democrats are in love with censorship and lies that promote doubt. Doubt promotes confusion. Confusion promotes chaos. Chaos is worshipped by our enemies. They want chaos here. Don't play into it. The way to cut the chaos off is to cut off the censorship and the lies and get the truth out there. Why? Because of stories like this. Natalie Winters does it again over at National Pulse. Read this story. Read this story. You're probably only going to hear about it here and on Tucker's show. National Pulse, Natalie Winters. U.S. funds Ukrainian former bioweapons facility handling dangerous materials with the windows wide open. It sounds like kind of a concern to me. Mm. See, folks, we're not stuck in the dopey Jim Shudo flee the country if it's under attack mindset. We're actual patriots here who believe in this place. And after going through this really awful pandemic with COVID, thanks to the Chinese Communist Party, I'm a little hesitant to take anybody's word about dangerous materials and pathogens being handled by people not competent to handle it. What about you? I'm sure you feel the same way. Here's a quote from the piece in my newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please read it. This is a report from the James Martin Center on a lab in Ukraine. The lab scientists said their training and handling dangerous materials allowed them to work safely with pathogens without Western-style safety equipment. Sounds like something the Wuhan lab said. Which they viewed as unnecessary. And which, in any case, they couldn't afford. Here's a quote, said Sonia Ben-Ogram, who co-authored the study. Many of the institutes are located in downtown areas. Oh, oh, they are. And some work with pathogens with the windows wide open. Oh, okay, okay. But ladies and gentlemen, don't ask questions. Jim Shudo is telling you this is a Russian disinformation and the CNN and leftist misinformation crowd. Don't ask any questions. Just let a Russian chemical biological attack potentially happen. Let them blame it on the Ukrainians and ignore all the data behind it about what we might have might might have done to contribute to this. Because we're supposed to kiss the ass of the government. That's the ultimate act of patriotism for a leftist. I'll take a hard pass on that. Thanks a lot.
Remember we were all told to shut up about this story? I'm not going to shut up about this story. And you shouldn't either. All right. Um, take a breather here. I'm going to get to some, a bit of, we need, a, we need to dial down the temperature a little bit. It's been a long couple weeks. I got my Fox show tomorrow night. We'll be live again. I've got Dr. Aaron Cariotti. We're going to cover Ukraine. We've got a lot of good, including a, an incredible report on potential cyber attacks and no-click ransomware. Don't miss that tomorrow on my Fox show, Unfiltered. Tomorrow night at 9, we'll be live. I've also got Dr. Aaron Cariotti about this uh, just really troubling vaccine study about DNA and mRNA. So don't miss the show. It's going to be a stacked show tomorrow night. He's, uh, he's working with us, too. It's been six-day weeks. So thank you, Guy. Good job, Guy, too. Here you go. That's not just me working. Everyone else is. No, seriously. Good job. I know I'm ruining your Saturday night, so I'm sorry about that. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay, so given that it's been such an intense week of news, I thought I'd show you this. Hat tip Caleb Hall on social media. He put this out. That's his circle. I want you to watch. This is at the Juicy Small Yay sentencing yesterday, of course, and now convicted of a race hoax, saying he was attacked by uh, MAGA, <laughs> MAGA hat wearing people in Chicago while going to Subway at, <laughs> at 2 o'clock in the morning. Here's Juicy getting sentenced to just 150 days in jail. It probably cost the government and everyone else a uh, Tons of money uh, investigating this race hoax. Now a confirmed race hoax. He's now been uh, convicted, right? I want you to watch this. If, please watch it on Rumble. You can hear it on audio too. I'll walk you through it. But please go to rumble.com slash Bongino and watch it. There's a lawyer, uh, I guess in the prosecution in the background. And this is Juicy's lawyer. And she's getting ready to read a bunch of letters about how great Juicy is from Alfrey Woodard and all these Hollywood celebrities. The lawyer in the background, his reaction to this is hilarious. Here, check this out. So with the court's indulgence, I have two letters. The first is from Oscar-nominated winner of four primetime Emmys and two Grammys and political activist, Alfred Woodard. Dear Judge Lynn, I hope you and your loved ones are well and are finding a way forward in this time. <laughs> Folks, you got to watch it. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. I'm not here to order you around or tell you what to do, but I'm begging you, please watch it. The lawyer in the back is cringing out like you wouldn't believe. Head in hand. He's moving around in his chair like, I can't believe we're doing this. We just nailed this guy to the wall, Juicy, for this uh, na international race hoax story tied up all these police resources and we're reading letters this is from uh, former Academy Award nominee Alfrey Woodard yeah yeah he was acting alright she can comment on his acting his acting's terrific he did such a great job I, I didn't even play the one of him leaving the courtroom telling her I'm not suicidal not exactly a Braveheart moment you know freedom I'm not suicidal not exactly that but we get it juicy you do you um, enjoy your 150 days in jail. Should have been a lot more, but whatever. We'll comment on that another time. All right, moving on. It's important stuff to talk about today. 
Charles Gasparino has a great story in the New York Post because, ladies and gentlemen, the crisis at home is getting ugly, too. Hey, wait, can I just address one thing? Why am I asking? It's my show. I was listening, maybe it was yesterday or the day before, and there was a Ukrainian lawmaker on Neil Cavuto's show. I think it was two days ago. And uh, the four o'clock show. And he said something to the effect of, you know, the United States, I, I think it was just a translation. His English was good, but not terrific. Maybe he just said it wrong. But he said at one point about us not entering more forcefully into the war with Ukraine. The lawmaker said, you know, for the United States, this has always been movies. And for us, it's real. You know, Listen, to the Ukrainian people, I'm with you. I understand what, what you're going through right now. I'm not living it. I don't understand the physical ramifications. I'm not there. But I understand what you're living through and the trauma of it. Putin is a terrorist, and we're doing what we can with javelins and other things that we can help. But um, that's not exactly true. There are people on this show who would strongly debate that. I'm pretty confident the United States knows exactly what war feels like. You know, we had 3,000 people killed as two, uh, three airliners. Well, actually, four airliners, if you think about it. Four airliners between, uh, with uh, Pennsylvania, the Pentagon, and the World Trade Center. We had a lot of people killed on our soil here. It wasn't that long ago. I met my wife only a week before it happened. We've been at war in Afghanistan and Iraq, whether you disagree with it or agree with it, for the last decade. What you're going through is horrific in Ukraine. But I found that pretty insulting. It's not a movie for us. It wasn't a movie for the people on this show. It wasn't a movie for my grandmother who lost her nephew. And it wasn't a movie for the people who lost 3,000 loved ones on 9-11. The United States is all too familiar with war. And I'll pass on the lectures. I get what you're going through. And I... Not, maybe it was just a translation issue, but I thought there should have been a little more pushback on that. Sorry, don't mean to get off track here. A very important article in the New York Post. There's a lot of domestic crises going on here, too. Yes, we are a country familiar with war. And yes, we have our own problems here, too. It's not to minimize what the Ukrainians are going through. But we're looking at a potential economic collapse if our currency continues to devalue itself like it is now and the constant blame game. Biden, in the most ridiculous, ridiculous, I should have pulled the cut for this. Jim, you got to pull the cut of Saki later saying it's the Putin price hike because it's just so ridiculous how Biden's policies are a major, major contributor to the massive inflation we're seeing right now and how they're looking to hysterically pass the inflation crisis off to Putin, despite the fact it's been going on since Biden took office and the, uh, the crisis in Ukraine is only about, when you look at it in total, about two months old. Three, four months old. With the massing and the invasions and all the propaganda. Charles Gasparino explains this in a great New York Post article. be in my newsletter today. Inflation is Biden's fault, and only Biden's fault. He talks about one of these big whopper lies here. That, quote, increased U.S. oil supplies will take a year or longer to hit the markets and won't make a dent in oil prices. You've heard him say that. We can't do Keystone. It'll be far off. It's not going to help anything. Charles says, sorry, oil, oil is priced in the futures market. And additional future supply will keep prices from spiraling further and may, in fact, bring them down. Folks, I want to explain this to you again. 
using an analogy, because I don't think, at least, I'm, I'm sorry to repeat it for the conservatives, but to the liberals who listen to my show, there are a lot, believe me, I get your death threats. You're not understanding or you're deliberately lying about how oil is priced and how this works. You're just lying. Think of it in terms of futures market works like your electric bill in your house, right? We have FPL down here, Florida Power and Light. They have a process here where if you don't want to get slammed in the summer because AC bills are through the roof in Florida in the summer for obvious reasons, they have a plan where you can level out your bills based on your expected energy costs in the summer. The futures markets for airlines and other places that buy fuel and drive up the price by creating demand, the futures markets work the same way. If a signal was sent tomorrow that more oil is going to come onto the market in three to six months or even a year, just like your FPL expected costs would go down, so do the airlines, and that affects costs right now because a lot of it's averaged out using futures contracts to hedge. How complicated is this? Does, does she not know this, Saki? Of course she does. She's lying. And so's the New York Times. Here's a ridiculous tweet they put out yesterday. Ridiculous. New York Times, the primary reason for rising gas prices is the pandemic and its disruptions to global supply and demand. Not President Biden's policies, as Republicans claim. Really, the pandemic right now is two and a half years old. Yet the massive inflation and huge spike in gas prices only seems to be happening under Biden's administration. You understand, again, why we live in an information black hole? Why Vladimir Putin's censorship and lies and chaos and disruption tactics he uses in the Soviet Union are used here, too, with the help of useful idiots like the New York Times who censor and lie all the time. This is a lie easily debunked by the facts. And to contribute to the inflation crisis, Biden, the Democrats and swampy Republicans push through an omnibus bill that bumps domestic spending up. By 6%. So we're in the middle of inflation crisis with too much money chasing not enough goods. And they want to print more money we don't have to chase more goods we don't have. That to me sounds like a great idea. Good job there, fellas. <sighs> All right. Let me get to my third sponsor here. It's just frustrating, folks. I'm really glad we're on the right side of this. I want to talk in the next segment, something I teased earlier in the show about how this censorship threat is growing. And I'm going to say something here. I mean, I absolutely mean with every fiber and cell of my existing being. There is no difference in tactics between what Putin and Xi do to control information, create propaganda at home. There is no difference than what domestic media people and liberal activists are doing here. None. None. I'll prove it to you in a minute. I'm getting back to this. The censorship threat here is growing. And the problem with the censorship and lies, the same tactics used by Putin and Xi and tyrants around the world to create information asymmetries, where one side in the media has access to free and open speech channels to push propaganda, and the other side, freedom-loving patriots like us, are prevented from either accessing information or speaking about information ourselves. Inevitably, every single time creates a power asymmetry too, which is abused and turns into tyranny. Information, listen to me, I'll say it really simple. I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up very simply for you. 
Information asymmetries that leverage one side. One side can spout misinformation. The other guy side can't challenge it us. Always creates power asymmetries that are abused. Always, always. It is a paved path to totalitarianism every single damn time. Just read a history book. It's happening right now. One of the most dangerous figures in our government right now, I would argue as dangerous, if not more, than what Fauci's been up to, is our Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy. The Surgeon General, the Surgeon General, this guy's not a military general, the Surgeon General has repeatedly now abused his position, paid for by taxpayers, to call for censoring taxpayers. He's doing it again. Katie Pavlich has a really troubling piece in town hall. The Surgeon General is calling for dangerous censorship. Again, it'll be in the newsletter. Please read it. The gist of it is this. Because the Surgeon General is nothing more than a Pravda-like propagandist for the Biden administration that wants to move down the paved path towards totalitarianism and tyranny by creating information asymmetries. Biden can lie. You can't challenge it. The Surgeon General is using and abusing his position to say that anything that he disagrees with, with COVID treatments, COVID anything, He's going to call misinformation. He's demanding social media companies comply with him and start to censor more content. This is one of the most dangerous people in America. I can't emphasize to you in strong enough terms how dangerous what we're walking into is. The censorship and lies, the same tactics here. This happened yesterday. This is a guy, Kyle Forgeard. Forgeard? Forgive me if I'm saying he's very, very, has a very popular podcast and show called the Nelk Boys. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to have to check it out. Um, the Nelk Boys had Donald Trump on their show. So Kyle tweeted after it aired on YouTube, how show at YouTube, no different than Putin. No different at all. Putin's best buddy. YouTube deleted their Trump. Trump, uh, Trump interviewed with them. Trump has deleted our uh, YouTube has deleted our Trump episode that over five million had over five million views in 24 hours. Ladies and gentlemen, Google and YouTube are the biggest threat to freedom and liberty in this country outside of the concentrated power of government. Google. Google is an evil company. They emulate the tactics of Vladimir Putin. I have tried to excise Google from every ounce of my life. We have taken our podcast. If you're wondering where it is on Google, it's not there. We don't put it there. We stopped using YouTube and then they tried to ban us after we posted a video telling them we're leaving. I don't use Google search anymore. We are cutting Google out of our life everywhere. Gmail everywhere, and you should do it too. This is an evil company. YouTube banning Donald Trump. Banning Donald Trump. Yet Facebook, Meta, Instagram, and others, and all these big tech companies allowing calls for violence against Russians while banning Donald Trump. Yeah, every time. That's their national anthem. You know it. Banning Donald Trump. Former president of the United States, while allowing Iranian mullahs, Chinese Communist Party officials, and Russian terrorist killers to speak freely. Disgusting. These people are filth. They are filth. Now do you see why this information asymmetry that creates power asymmetries? Information is power. There's an equal sign there. The ability to speak freely while your opponents are censored is Power on a scale we're just starting to comprehend now, now that we no longer live in a free constitutional republic, but we live in a big tech tyranny, big tech government symbiotic tyranny. Now do you understand? I'm going to give you a couple stories here. 
showing you how it is this information asymmetry has created this bed of lies and how liberals live in a world that doesn't exist. Kind of just like the Russians live in a world that don't exist. I heard a story yesterday and I thought to myself, gosh, that sounds awfully familiar. The story I heard was that people on the ground in Russia are talking to Russian citizens and due to the censorship and lies from Russian propagandists and Putin, Joe, there are Russians on the ground, not just a few of them that don't even know there's a serious war going on right now in Ukraine. Huh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Really? Sounds kind of like the Democrats who didn't know there wasn't a PP tape and didn't know the collusion thing was a hoax. Sounds like the Democrats, the morons who believe there's a don't say gay bill in Florida. Kind of sounds like the morons who still believe that uh, masks are going to stop COVID transmission. Kind of sounds like the morons who still believe the vaccine prevents Omicron infection. They kind of live in the same world as the Russians, don't they? It's what happens when evil companies like Google combine with the concentrated power of... By the way, Ginny Marvin, how you doing? Are you still working with, the, uh, with Nandini? You still working with your pal Nandini, Ginny Marvin, over at Google? To censor people using Google Ads. Are you still doing that? Just checking. You know Nandini, the Soros operative, trying to censor people and lying about people? That one? You still working with her? Whose partner supports the sexual materials, purchasing sexual materials for children? Nandini, who supports uh, lenient uh, 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 lenient sentencing for child predators? That one? You, Ginny, Google's still working with them, Ginny? Just, I'm just asking. We're just asking questions over here. Thank God for Rumble, folks. Really? Yeah, you want to know why I got on board with Rumble early on? Because I knew the future wasn't going to be for the censors. This is going to hammer them eventually. Here, I'm going to show you a couple stories right here. Our Democrats live in an alternate reality. And I'll get to some of your questions. And we have a Ron DeSantis strikes again. Stunning story yesterday coming out of the Federalist. It is in the newsletter today, and I strongly encourage you to read it. Exclusive, the special counsel's office, talking about Durham, is investigating the 2016 DNC server hack. I use air quotes there. Remember that story about the DNC server? It was hacked by the Russians and Donald Trump told them to do it. Well, what's the problem with that story, Joe? In order the DNC, Democratic National Committee, to be hacked by the Russians, they'd have to be what? Um, Hacked by the Russians? (laughs) That That would help, right? With a hack, hacked by the Russians, whole kind of thing? Well... Well, as we've talked about for a long time on this show, the fascinating thing about that is CrowdStrike, the company that looked into the DNC hack, um, noted on the record, by the way, that they could not prove that there was an exfiltration of data. Well, if you couldn't prove there was an exfiltration or a sending out of the data, then how the hell did you know there was a hack? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you didn't. Margot Cleveland has a stunning scoop that one of the guys alleged to be involved in the, quote, exploitation of data on the Trump team. Remember that server story that broke? The Trump servers? Well, it's fascinating. This guy's name is Antonakakis, associate affiliated with Georgia Tech. This guy, Antonakakis, according to this story, sent an email to his colleagues at Georgia Tech and to the general counsel's office, and he said this in the email, according to Cleveland. I was asked point blank by Mr. D. Philippus. He's one of the people working on the special counsel. Do you believe that DARPA should be instructing you to investigate the origins of a hacker, Goosefer, that hacked a political entity? The Georgia Tech researcher told his colleagues, he replied, that was a question for DARPA's director, seemingly a confirmation that DARPA had, as the special counsel's questions presumed, directed Antonakakis to investigate who bore responsibility 
for the DNC. Hack. Wait, wait. I get it. That's a lot. T.O., baby. T.O. is a flag on the field. So just to be clear, the Democrats' entire story about Russian collusion is premised on the fact that the Russians hacked the DNC to steal the Democrat National Committee's emails, to leak them, to embarrass Democrats, to help Donald Trump win the election. Okay. Wow, it's an interesting story. Of course, that would require the Russians, as I just said to Joe, to have actually hacked the DNC, which has never, ever been proven. Matter of fact, there's very little evidence that that actually even happened. And now we find out that one of the researchers who is alleged to have assisted people in exploiting data to make the Trump team look bad is sending an email to his team implying that DARPA, DARPA, the government defense research outlet, is implying that DARPA told him, instructed him to investigate the origins of the hack? Holy Moses. Folks, there's a whole lot to come out in this case. So let me just throw this out there. If it turns out that the DNC server hack by the Russians, which seems really likely at this point, was nothing more than another piece of lies and propaganda and was totally made up and the Russians had nothing to do with it, Houston, we're going to have a real problem. Yet you ask Democrats about this story who live in Putin land, where the Russians don't even know there's a war going on, the Democrats are the same dopey people here. You ask them if Russia hacked the DNC, they'll tell, oh yeah, it's been confirmed. It has? Really? Where's it been confirmed? Can you show me that? Because I can show you the testimony of the people who looked at it, who said the exact opposite, that it hasn't been confirmed. What can you show me? Your McDonald's receipt? Here's another story. Again, Democrats living in Putin land because of Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and otherwise who'd use the same tactics Putin do, they actually believe there's a bill in Florida that says don't say gay. It's a hoax. It's a long discredited, debunked, thoroughly eviscerated conspiracy theory. There is no bill in Florida that says don't say gay. There is no bill in Florida that says gay, say gay, don't say gay, maybe say gay. There's no, it's a total conspiracy. It's just made up. There's a bill in Florida about sexualizing instruction for kids in kindergarten through third grade. But the word gay strangely doesn't appear in a bill that they tell you says don't say gay. It's a hoax. Showing you it's a hoax, these uh, activists here up at the uh, Florida Capitol, this is just from a few days ago. Now, Joe, um, I'm just, I, again, I need you here as the audience ombudsman. If yep. the bill instructed you not to say gay, meaning it was against the law because the law says don't say gay, right. then you shouldn't say gay because you'd be locked up and you'd go to jail, right? Don't say, don't say gay. That's, yeah, don't, don't say gay. I'm mm-hmm. just, don't say it. Okay, Joe Joe gets it. Joe's a smart guy. Joe, gay, you, you, you agree? If you said gay and the bill said don't say gay, you'd probably be arrested, correct? So here are a bunch of student activists up at the Capitol claiming there's a don't say gay bill by saying we say gay and they miss the irony altogether. Check this out. <laughs> I didn't count the gays there, Joe. Did you? I, maybe 20 uh, no, gays. So that's 
You didn't count it. Okay, Gee, do you have a number on that? Maybe we get that for the show. Can you do a little ticker for the show later? Ding, ding, ding. No, I'm sorry, take too much time. But that would have been funny if I thought of that before. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's 20 counts. That's 20 counts against those students. I'm expecting them to be arrested any day now. 20 charges of saying gay. Well, what's the problem with that? Obviously, we're being ridiculous because this is ridiculous. Because there is no don't say gay, Bill. They're making it up. Which proves to you again that Putin's tactics of telling half, the, uh, half of his country, hey, man. We're not at war. And if you say we're at war, we're going to put you in jail and censor you. The exact same tactics used by Google and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and elsewhere here. And that's why a bunch of students who are clueless think there's a don't say gay bill while saying we say gay. Missing the irony completely. I'm going to get to a Ron DeSantis clip in a minute. Is Ron DeSantis. Uh, it's going to be one of our Ron DeSantis strikes again moments. But uh, Ron DeSantis, who signed this bill, which has nothing to do with saying gay at all, it's made up, as they say we say gay. Okay. Here is our, what's become a weekly, if not bi-weekly segment of Ron DeSantis Strikes Again. This guy's the future of the GOP, folks. I'm telling you right now. Uh, He is terrific. He is our great governor down here in Florida. So Ron DeSantis, who's been attacked for a bill that doesn't exist, called the Don't Say Gay Bill. There's no such bill. It's a hoax. Uh, Disney backs a bill that doesn't exist. Disney, which is supposed to be a family-friendly company. Ha! Yeah, Disney's like, hey, man, we got to get rid of that uh, bill that doesn't exist because Disney's full of idiots. So if you have a Disney Plus uh, subscription, I suggest you cancel that immediately. It's clearly not a family-friendly company. Uh, I guess they're backing a sexualizing kids from kindergarten to third grade because that's what the bill prevents. There's nothing to do with being gay. Here's Ron DeSantis taking it right to Disney. I'm telling you, being down here in Florida for seven years, politicians down here on both sides kiss the ass of Disney. It's the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. They bring jobs to the state. You know what they bring to the state? They bring a culture war to the state, which is exactly what they did here. Ron DeSantis had the guts finally to stand up to these tools of Disney. Listen to this. And when you have companies that have made a fortune of being family friendly and catering to families and young kids, you know, they should understand that parents of young kids do not want this injected into their kids' kindergarten classroom. Uh, they do not want their first graders to go and being told that they can choose an opposite gender. That is not appropriate for those kids. And so if you're family friendly, understand uh, the parents who are actually raising families want to have their rights respected. And I also think that if you have companies like a Disney that are going to say and criticize parents' rights, they're going to criticize the fact uh, that we don't want transgenderism in kindergarten and first grade classrooms. If that's the hill that they're going to die on, then how do they possibly explain lining their pockets with their relationship from the Communist Party of China? Because that's what they do, and they make a fortune And they don't say a word about the really brutal practices uh, that you see over there at the hands of the CCP. And so in Florida, our policy is going to be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the musing of corporations. Yeah, great point. Where's Disney's statement about uh, treatment of gays in China? Uyghurs and uh, oh, has too much money in Disney for that. Too much money, but there's a whole lot of money in criticizing uh, conservative family values. That's why Disney. Disney's a fraud. The company's a total, complete fraud. I'm embarrassed. I've been to their parks. I really am. I'm embarrassed. My kids have seen their movies. I really am, folks. I really am. 
my brother came down. He wanted to take his kids there to Disney. And I told him, he's fine. You do you. I'm not going to Disney. I'm not. I'm not pretending to be some big, you know, big warrior for the cause here. And I'm just, I'm not going there. I'm not. If you want to go, you go. I'm not doing it. Sorry. All right. It's time for questions for Dan. All right. Question one. Hey, Dan, what's the $1.5 trillion bill the Democrats just passed quietly while everyone's focus is on Ukraine at Iron Man Patriot? Yeah, yeah. It uh, increases federal spending on the domestic front by about 6%. Uh, it's going to walk us into bankruptcy. Has a whole lot of goodies for the environmental lobby in it. It is a total disaster. I'll break it down more as pieces of it and chunks of it come out next week. But good question. Question two. Hey, Dan. Why does Poland need the U.S. approval to give their jets to Ukraine? Uh, at Doc underscore K. Uh, they don't. But as I explained in the beginning of the show, good question, Doc. Poland is afraid they will be attacked directly by missiles that can reach Poland from Russia or from Ukrainian territory controlled by Russia. They want backup just like the Ukrainians do. So they don't want to instigate a war with Putin on their own. They want the United States. They can give them. But they're strategically giving them to Germany first because they know that would bait in Germany and the United States and get them to back up Poland. You get it? Good question, though. Hey, Dan, question three. This is uh, by Tommy Quatz uh, and Parallel Economy. Parallel Economy, that's okay. I'm going to start working out more on my legs because of your videos. For those of you, wait, I got to preface this so you understand. I have a Locals account. If you go to locals.com, or you download the Locals app, Common Spelling, L-O-C-A-L-S. Um, it's it's kind of like a free speech alternative to what they used to do over at Patreon, right? I have a subscriber-only account. It's very simple. Just follow me. I'm at Bongino, And I post thoughts from the gym. I post it like sometimes twice, sometimes three times a week. And it's always after I'm working out because my mind is the clearest. And it has nothing to do with politics. We have thousands of subscribers. People have really loved this thing. This thoughts from the show. I appreciate it. So locals.com or download the locals app, follow me or subscribe and you'll get this content. It's nothing to do with politics. Some of it does, some of it doesn't, but I do these thoughts from the gym and I had mentioned working out legs. Yeah. How important it was the other day. So Tommy here says, I'm going to start working out more on my legs because of your videos. My question is how to avoid debilitating soreness after working out in the past. I could barely walk the next day. Also, what do you do for cardio? Okay, fast. How do you avoid, one, you definitely have to work out legs. If you're going to work out and you don't do legs, you're wasting your time. They're the largest muscles in your body. You are seriously wasting your time. And no, I run is not working out legs. I mean lifting and lifting hard for your legs. It'll change your body composition like that. Gee, can you vouch for me here or what? Gee, yes, thank you. You got to work out legs. Second, how do you deal with the soreness? Folks, the soreness dissipates over time. The first time you work out legs hard, you're not going to be able to walk for a few days. The second time, you won't be able to walk for a day. By the third and fourth time you do it, you'll coast right through it. Soreness is good. It signifies you've done enough damage to the muscle tissue that's going to rebuild stronger. What do I do for cardio? I used to do kettlebells and quarter mile sprints. After eating my shoulders and knees alive, now I only do the elliptical machine for those in my area who see me at the local gyms. I go to two of them. I don't do anything else. I'm, I can't anymore. My joints are just a mess. And I used to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for cardio too, but those days are over too. I wish they weren't. Hey, Dan, Dr. Doug says, should we start hitting China with financial punishment over their support of Russia? Will it serve our interests? Yes, it will. You better start planning a divestment strategy from China now or they're going to use our money like Russia did 
to build weapons to kill us sounds like kind of a problem. If you're a business with significant interest in China, get ready to happen to China. What happened to you in Russia where businesses lost billions of dollars as the ruble collapsed? You better start planning now. Next question. Hey, Dan, do you think the recent appearances of Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg are related to 2024 presidential race? It seems odd these two are making speeches together all of a sudden. Yeah, Emery uh, 0000. I do. Yeah, he hopes so. Yeah, that would be some ticket. Harris Buttigieg, 2024. But yes, I do think they're related. I think they are both have aspirations for Joe Biden's job, knowing Biden's not going to run again. If he does, I'd be stunned. But I've been stunned before, so who knows? All right, two more questions here. Hey, Dan, at Gary May, have the Democrats discovered the perfect tool for political persecution, corrupt DAs and judges? What weapons do we as conservatives have in this battle? Yes, conservative, uh, they have gotten rid of uh, conservative DAs and judges, and they have made these cities basically hellholes for crime. Your only solution is to move to states governed by people like Ron DeSantis at this point and get away from them. That's it. I wish I had better advice for you. I'd say vote, but you're outnumbered some cases, uh, you know, uh, eight Democrats for every one Republican in places like New York City. Move to states where they care about your freedom. Move down here in Martin County where the sheriff doesn't mess around. You cross over the border here and commit a crime, you're going to jail. That's why people make U-turns the minute they see the county signs. Last question. Hey, Dan, what was the most rewarding part of being in the Secret Service when you were there? Red Sox fan, 33. Um, the travel. No doubt the travel outside of just the whole being part of a brotherhood and the esprit de corps. It was a, even though morale sunk a little bit when I left, we were still proud of being there and the job we did. The job was noble. Keep this guy alive behind you. No matter what, doesn't matter his politics, his religion, sex, skin color, nothing. You just keep him alive because that's what we do in the United States. That was rewarding, but on the, just the, 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 uh, the outside of the morals and ethics of it, the travel, I mean, by 30, Five, 36 years old, I had seen something like 35 countries and probably, you know, 100 cities. Because remember, in a lot of these countries, you're going to multiple places at the same time, big cities. I mean, you go to Australia, you go to, you know, Canberra, and you go to Sydney. You know, you go to UAE, you hit a lot of the, uh, the Emirates there. You hit them all. I mean, it's just, uh, it really was fascinating. You know, if I had one recommendation for you uh, young, young men and women out there, it's uh, don't take a break year or whatever from college it's dumb like i don't think that but during your summers and stuff save up some money and travel you'll get entirely you'll get an entirely different perspective about the wonders of the united states when you see how bad it is everywhere else all right folks thank you for tuning in it's been a great week please don't miss my show tomorrow on fox saturday 9 p.m eastern time me and gee will be working tomorrow night um, also please due to the censorship and the growing censorship out there, please subscribe to my show on rumble. It is free. We're closing in on two and a half million subscribers. It's rumble. R U M B L E rumble.com slash Bongino. Please watch my show there. I really appreciate it. See you next week. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.